the murder mystery podcast. The story unfolds each week. Will you guess the killer? Hi, it's MF Kelleher. Next week is the last episode of Season 1, The Parisian Contract. The week after that, we'll start Season 2, The Venetian Affair. Olivia Street goes to work for a millionaire in Venice and help with international art dealing. But she gets caught up in a family feud and murder. Look out after the finale next week for a preview extract of Season 2, The Venetian Affair. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. On the Murder Mystery Podcast, it's The Parisian Contract. Episode 24. The lift doors open on the executive floor of Montgomery Mining, and Olivia walks to the office space outside of the CEO's suite. The place is deserted. Marianne, who has nearly always been at her desk when Olivia has been in the place before, is missing. Jean-Luc's coat lays prone across Marianne's chair. Olivia surveys the scene, not knowing what to do. The sound of someone banging on Jean-Luc's door from the inside makes her jump. She tries the handle. Jean-Luc's voice comes from the interior. Jean-Luc, it's Olivia. Unlock the bloody door, he says. She does so, and he bursts out from his room. Where did she go? Who? says Olivia. Marianne, he says in an isn't-it-obvious tone. I only just arrived. I haven't seen her. She locked me in the office an hour ago. Why didn't you ring someone? My phone is here in my coat. He lifts the coat and pulls out his mobile. She switched the phone line off to my desk too, he says exasperatedly. What happened? says Olivia. No idea. When I got here she was fiddling around with some device in my office which was plugged into her phone. I touched her shoulder and she went wild. Did she say anything? I know what you've done, quotes Jean-Luc. Is that it? Yep. Then she scratched my face and ran out. Jean-Luc dials a number on his phone and waits for the line to be connected. Guy, Jean-Luc, can you do something for me urgently, please? Can you go around to Marianne's flat and find her and drag her back to the office? The girl is in serious trouble. He listens to Guy's response, then gives him Marianne's address. Jean-Luc, says Olivia, look. She holds up a piece of paper. She's resigned. Jean-Luc takes the letter and reads. Very short, he says. What on earth has happened? Olivia remains silent on the potential reasons for Marianne's behaviour. Now is not the time to address it. They need to get on the road to Clamart. Jean-Luc fumes for another ten minutes. Then Guy calls back to say that no one is at home at the address Jean-Luc gave him. Sophie searches the wardrobes in her bedroom and eventually pulls out a laptop from one of the shelves on Jean-Luc's side. She immediately grabs her coat, puts the laptop in a shoulder bag, takes her house keys and hurries out of the front door. Fifteen minutes later, she arrives at the offices of Les Fleurs de Camille. Bonjour, madame, says the receptionist brightly as Sophie rushes past. Bonjour, Coralie. Sophie takes the lift to her office.
and puts the laptop down in front of her. She powers it up and types in the password that she already knows, as Jean-Luc uses the same word for all of his passwords. She searches the files on the machine, but can't work out which are relevant. So she chooses print all from the menu, then picks the big printer in her assistant's office off the network, and presses go. She walks out and tells Monique that there will be a large pile of prints coming off, and to collate them, and bind them. Then Sophie goes back to the computer and opens the email application. She searches for Mercier, and again hits print all. She sits back in her chair with a feeling of accomplished finality for two seconds, then searches her own computer for the telephone number of the police, and makes a call. Hello? I'd like to arrange to talk to an officer about some evidence of criminal activity, please, she says. Francine walks out of the boardroom overlooking the river. Mrs. Bennet, a voice calls after her, and she turns. I wanted to congratulate you. Thank you, Samantha, but call me Francine, please. Looking forward to working with you, says Samantha. Yes, same. I'd be interested to hear about your security priorities, Sammy. The woman winces at her name shortening. What would be your focus as our new CEO? There's one priority that is happening today, actually. After that, who knows? Oh? Top secret until it happens, I'm afraid, says Francine. You're here soon enough. She walks the length of the corridor to the CEO's office and sees Richard's nameplate on the door. She turns to her assistant at a desk near the door. Claire, can we get this nameplate changed, please, urgently, and that means today? Yes, Miss Bennett, says Claire. Madame Malneath sits alone in her bedroom, looking in the mirror of her dressing table. She has started to worry about her husband. He is often away on business, and often they do not talk every day. But it has been over a week now, and she hasn't heard from him. The lawyer woman who came round had sounded very certain that the man was missing, but she doesn't believe it. Things like that don't happen to her. Her life is a sea of uneventful days. But she couldn't face a life without him. She doesn't want to think what that could be like, and dismisses the idea from her mind. She picks up her mobile and reviews the messages she has sent him in the last week. She dials his number again, but the call goes to his voicemail service. She hangs up and sighs. When he is away, the silence of the house makes her feel lonely. The sound of the doorbell rings from downstairs. She gets up and slowly walks to the front door, hoping it is not the police. Then she opens the door. Darling, I must have packed my front door key in my case somewhere. Sorry I had to ring the bell, says her husband hurriedly. He kisses her on the cheek and strides upstairs, leaving her at the bottom of the flight. Then she follows him up. What happened? she asks when they arrive in the kitchen. I hadn't heard from you. Sorry, very busy. I was in London, then Berlin, and it was back to back. The police may come knocking, she says immediately. Police? What for? They think you're missing. Missing? 
Did you report it? No, a lawyer came round, she says. And said what? That she was investigating Glenthrow and had reported your disappearance to the police. What was she investigating? he asks. She said something about alpha mining? We are in an acquisition process for them, says David. She says she has evidence of insider trading. He raises his eyebrows. Wow! One of our advisers, was it? She didn't say, but she did imply that you had disappeared and it could be linked. David shakes his head. Sounds like they have it all wrong. Did the lawyer give you her number? Here. Madame Malneath reaches over to Olivia's business card and hands it to him. I'll call her, he says. But let me show you what present I got you from London first. Francine sits behind her desk as CEO of Carlisle Banking. She is happy with her plan so far. She grasps the computer mouse and clicks on the video conferencing application. She starts a meeting, and the ringing tone pervades the otherwise still room. As the line rings, she thinks about the stage she has got to in her plan. She didn't realise that she would love the feeling of power so much, and lets her brain drift for a second to the young woman who graduated with big hopes and a strategy to get them. The screen changes to the video of a businessman. Hi, Francine, he says. Tobias, how are you? Very good. And you? I was confirmed as CEO just an hour ago, so looking forward to our chat now. Excellent news, he says. I knew it would all come together. Tell me, Tobias, how much do the other board members of Conigan know about our proposal? Nothing, Francine. I have kept it between you and me and the four private investors who will buy the new stock. Let's go through the steps that we need to complete this afternoon, Tobias. I will announce the bid for Carlyle's by Conigan within the next hour, he says. We'll announce the markets by 5pm Berlin time. You will inform the Carlyle board of the deal terms in an emergency meeting, which, as CEO, you now have the right to call at any time. I will make the call as soon as you and I have finished this chat, Tobias, says Francine. You, as CEO-elect of the combined group, will then make an announcement to the London markets. Are you calling an emergency Conigan board today? She asks. There's already a regular meeting at 4pm, so I'll hijack that agenda. All sounds good, says Francine. Anything else? I don't think so. Deal term details will be as we have agreed over the last couple of weeks, says Tobias. The two boards will have no choice but to approve as both organisations benefit significantly. They finish the call and Francine walks to her office door. Claire, can you come in for a second? I have some urgent things need arranging. The assistant walks in to the office. Hang on a second, says Francine. She leans over to the speakerphone on her desk, chooses a number in the store and hits the call button. The line rings out. Olivia Street, says the voice at the other end. Livy, darling, Francine. Hello, Francine, what can I do for you? Some news, darling, I'm CEO now. Well done, Francine, says Olivia. Thanks, there was just one other thing. 
Oh, yes. You're fired, Livy. Effective immediately. We'll pay for a flight home and one more night in a hotel. We'll sort out a compensation payment. Someone from HR will call you. Thanks for your work with Carlyle's. Very much appreciated. Talk soon. Mustache. Things to do. She presses the end call button and looks up at Claire's frightened face. Jean-Luc watches Olivia while she's on the phone. But Francine, I... says Olivia, but stops mid-sentence. Bad news? I've just been fired. Fired? By Richard? says Jean-Luc. Francine. Olivia sits, bewildered at the suddenness and bluntness of the call. She's CEO now. I didn't know. I thought Richard was just taking some time off. Apparently not, she says. I still want you to find Cammy, though. I'll employ you. I don't need your money to do that, Jean-Luc. They smile at each other. We need to get to Clamart, she says, and they hurry out to the car park.